we celebrate this second week of Advent, we lit the candle of hope and then now the candle of peace. And peace we want to deal with talking about God's comfort. And thinking about how we need comfort and how we seek comfort and how we want comfort in times of sadness and pain and hurt. Think about how you are standing in the middle of total loss and destruction. The feeling of restlessness and stress has overwhelmed you. No sense of peace can be found. All that you have held dear has been removed. Your house, your belongings within the house, your loved ones. Everything you would recognize pulling up is no longer there. It is all loss. You're thinking, how can anything be restored? You don't feel safe anymore or feel like there's anyone you can turn to for help. It looks like all is gone and there's nothing else to look forward to. But wait, in the distance you hear a voice saying comfort. Comfort you people. God is coming. What has been lost will be restored. You're standing there, everything is lost, but yet you hear comfort. What has been lost will be restored. The message starts to give you some peace to know that help is on the way. You are encouraged and 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 enlightened because you hear someone telling you some good news. Bad news is all around you, but from the distance you hear, it's going to be all right. Help is on the way. You are not alone. Someone will be there. I'm going to keep on calling to you till help shows up. To let you know you're not alone. Sort of how 911 will do you if you call them. They'll let you know we're right here. I won't leave you till help shows up. Or you might have had a good friend that showed up when you needed them most and says, I'm right here. I won't leave you till help shows up. I want to encourage you how in our darkest time is when we can find peace. From God's presence. You know that God's presence brings forth peace. And so notice that God wants you to know that regardless of what you are going through, peace can be found. Isaiah 40th chapter is, a, is an interesting chapter. It's interesting because when you pick up the 40th chapter, it kind of shifts if you read all of Isaiah 1 through 39. Uh, Because the time is different. 
they, they go from being under Persian rule to Babylonian rule. Some suggest that you can break down Isaiah into three different parts. First part, 1 through 39, second part, 40 to 50, and then you have the third part to 60. But here, notice that it's not mentioning any biographical information about Isaiah. Some scholars suggest that Isaiah was taken into a vision of future, what would happen, and speaking an assurance of what shall happen. But either way, notice this, that our Jesus quotes Isaiah. And so what we have here is an authentic, powerful book. That has great literacy and prophecy that tells us of our Messiah. Isaiah 7 chapter, we, that's where we get Emmanuel and mighty counselor, prince of peace. And then you continuing on, you find out how even in Isaiah says that I saw the devil fall like lightning from the sky. And then you continue on in Isaiah, then you find out that it said in Isaiah 53, we read that so awfully compassion times that he was wounded. For our transgressions. Y'all understand? This is all from Isaiah. Powerful prophetic book that tells us of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what God will do when he shows up. And so here it is that the people of Israel are still under oppression and captivity. Some have made it back. Under Cyrus. Y'all might know that name Cyrus because you could find him in Ezra and Nehemiah. And Cyrus is mentioned in chapter 42. Hence to tell you, where is Nebuchadnezzar? I told you, it's a funny book. How can it go from talking about Nebuchadnezzar than Cyrus as king? Let me tell you, only God knows. But we know that God speaks truth. And so here it is that the same people and under destruction and under distress and under that feeling that nothing's going to work out in their favor has God to give them a message. He says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. That, that's, a, that's a time that you like that when someone can say something, you can tell it who it came from. They know what it means. I know how it used to be when I would go outside and play. I don't know about anybody else, but the children. But if you go outside and play, tell you, somebody tell you to come home. You're like, who says so? Like, I'm not coming home because my brother says so. But I'll come home mama says so. If daddy says so. But don't tell me my brother told me to come home. He ain't the boss of me. Right? We listen to who says so. Comfort, comfort my people. Who says so? God says so. So when God says something, you know that means something. That means that comfort is here. Oh, glory be to God. Uh, if I could get two more people that could just could follow what I'm hearing. Say, if God says it, it means it's here. If I tell you something, it means it might come. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't understand what I'm telling you. All right. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let me give you some, 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 some break, break it down. Let me see if y'all follow what I'm going. You go into a restaurant and you say, may I have a cheeseburger, please? You place your order. You wait for the food to show up. When you read the Bible, when God says something, it happens. He said, let there be light. There was light. And it said he waited. He took a number, pulled, into a drive, pulled up to drive to expect the speed of service, but had to go over and wait for something to show up. No, when God says it, it shows up. Jesus, when he was at the, the wedding feast, it says that he told them to pour the water. 
And as they poured the water, it turned into wine. He, did, he didn't say this was time-lapse TV. Y'all seen those commercials, right? This, this miracle thing you want to purchase will happen, but it takes 30 minutes. No, no, no. If God wants something to happen, tell your neighbor, it will come. And tell him immediately. <laughs> and so here it is. He says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. Reading this, these two verses, I want to highlight to you and encourage you to let you know that God always has a plan for peace. You see, they were in trouble. They were in peril because it was their fault. Uh, Some of us have not uh, uh, understood how to take responsibility for our own actions, so therefore God got to help us out. Uh, Because if you keep on walking like you cause no trouble, then you will keep on causing trouble. But when God has to step in to remind you that this is your fault, then you might try to repent. Hello, somebody, if I get one more witness, and turn back over to God and allow God to restore what has been broken. Here it is. It's their fault that they are in captivity because they didn't keep the covenant of God. And since God had to step in at the right time to help, them out. He says, now you got to be here for a little while, but I will restore you. If you don't remember this, there's a promise God made to them when they made the temple. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and repent, then I will hear from heaven. I hear y'all Bible scholars. And I will heal the land. Oh, glory be to God. God wants to help us to understand that he knows we're going to mess up. But yet he's got a policy. He's got some rules in it to help us out that in event this happens, do this. And so he realized y'all been there long enough. He says, I punish you twice over. I, I know, I know I had to be severe with you, but now I'm here to comfort you. Uh, you know, this, this is, this is that, this, that old time corporal punishment. I said the old time corporal punishment. You know, the old time corporal punishment will tell you this, this will hurt you more. You know, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And then you get some talking to, didn't I tell you to listen to me? Then after all is said and done to give you a hug, say, I, I love you. Now go to your room. Then a few moments later, supper's ready. Come on down and eat, babe. You know I love you. You notice that after the discipline came the comfort and the love, knowing that though they chastise me, I know I'm still loved. I still got a place at the table. I still got a place in this house. Am I talking to somebody here? To know that even though I've gone through some rebellious things and did some things I should not have done, yet I'm still welcome. Do you understand they messed up the promised land that God's given them, but yet they're still welcome to go back? God still desires for them to go back because God wants to comfort them. He wants them to have peace. Notice in this message of peace he gives them, these words of comfort come to them, that they're under oppression, they're under duress, but yet he says you can have comfort. And, and, And has anybody ever been there before that you've been in pain? 
but yet the pain does not hurt as bad or somebody's holding your hand. Or if they're holding you or hugging you to help you out, it's like, it still hurts, but not as much. Just because you held my hand, helped me to, to make it through. To see your face when they brought me back out of surgery and I'm still under anesthesia of pain, but yet I, I feel a little sense of peace. I feel a sense of comfort because of your presence. God's message is a message of peace. Look at this message of peace. For God has forgiven his people. Here the text tells us her sins are pardoned. Uh, You understand legal terminology. Definitely Paul and and his writing about forgiveness, he uses legal terminology. And when when I'm talking about legal, things that you use in the justice system to pardon somebody means that you have allowed them to be set free from the charges they've been charged to. And then another situation, too, that if, if you have been found not guilty, hello, somebody, another term, if you've been found not guilty, that's what you call double, pre, you know, double jeopardy. You can't be, cannot be charged for the same crime. And so if, if you found new evidence later on and found out that I did do the crime they found me not guilty for, that's your fault. I can't be charged for the same crime. Y- y- y'all follow here. But you see here that when God cleans us, that you don't have to worry about somebody finding something new. God said, you're still forgiven. Oh, glory be to God. And so here it is that when he pardons us, he restores us in a right relationship. Realize that though you were wrong in what you have done, I want to restore you and encourage you to walk right in relationship with me. Remain the same. So look what it says there. It says, for your, your sad days are gone. Sin brings sad days. We have no peace living in sin. When I think about this, think about Moses. Y'all, y'all might be familiar with Moses and uh, you know there's many movies, different cartoons about Moses. And one part about Moses, sometimes they don't always accentuate and emphasize this part. But before he kills those other Egyptians, it says he looked over his shoulder. I want to encourage you, whenever you got to look over your shoulder, you might not want to do what you're about to do. Just want to encourage, if you got to look over your shoulder, is the coast clear? You might want to think twice about what you're doing. Now, look what I said. I said, look over your shoulder. I didn't say look both ways. Look both ways where you cross the street. But if you're looking over your shoulder, that means you're looking behind. I wondering who's coming up behind me. I don't want them to see what I'm about to do. You looking both ways, you say, I just want to be safe crossing the street. But you looking behind, you like, who behind me? Make sure I can hide what I'm trying to do. I want to encourage you to understand that when you living in sin, you got no peace. You find someone going to find out about my business. And, and we've seen how sin can creep up that what's done in the dark will be revealed in the light. One way or another, people are going to find out what you have done. And, and some of you are, are thanking God by his grace and his mercy that they haven't caught up with you yet. And you better keep on thanking them. Because great is his mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Because when you look at it, that here it is, they have sadness because of their sin and their rebellion. And God says, your sin, your sad days are gone. Oh, glory be to God. So I want to highlight to you that God had a plan for to restore them even though they were going through trouble. And, and do you understand the same plan is, is, is being celebrated today? That we are celebrating our salvation being born of the flesh. 
means God had a plan. Tell you never God had a plan. And so he understood that Adam and Eve messed it up. Adam and Eve messed it up. God says, I'm already had a plan to clean it up. Oh, glory be to God. He already had a plan to clean up. I, I remember when I started working a summer job at the grocery store. And in the grocery store, they had uh, this, the grocery store I worked on, they had this big container full of powder in every aisle in a broom. And, what, and mainly what it was that it was there in case you need to clean up something. So they were already ready for a mess to come. They were already prepared, realizing that people were going to break stuff in the aisle. And, and so here it is that they, they did not want you to know that they, you know how most places you, you break it, you buy it. They, they let you get away with it. Because the place I cleaned up the most was in the baby food aisle. And the reason why, because those small baby food jars would so easily to slip and fall and crack all over the place. So I would stock the place. So you notice they don't have too many of those jars like that anymore. But you would see the little small baby food jar. And so I'd be here, clean up on aisle seven. Now I'm coming on over there. I drop the powder down. The powder soaks up all the liquid. I get the broom. I sweep it up. And it's all gone. And so what I'm highlighting is that they had a plan to clean up the mess, knowing that mess was going to come, but I got a way to clean it up so it looked like the mess never happened. Do you understand? God knew that we going to mess it up, but he says, I got a plan to make it like the mess never happened. Oh, hallelujah. Because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, because somebody help me preach this thing, is eternal life. And so here it is that God wants you to be ready for comfort is on the way. You ought to get excited right now. Because so then he says, listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. <laughs> you, you, you're in that time of desperate situation. But yeah, you said, listen, I, I'm hearing some good news. Tell your neighbor, I'm hearing some good news. <laughs> Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Clear the way for who? The Lord make a straight highway through the wasteland or some translations, the wilderness, the deserts and, and for our God and, and fill the valleys and level the mountains and the hills, straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then, can somebody say then? The glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Oh, glory, glory, glory be to God. Now, aren't you glad that, that here it is, it's telling you that not only do you need to be comforted to knowing that God's about to change your sad days into good days, into happy days, that he can turn your sadness into joy, but yet he's letting you know that he's coming. Y'all, y'all see that there, right? It says, clear the way for who? The Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play on this word, the way here. Basically, what it's telling us is to prepare our hearts. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but through him. Who is the way? Jesus. Clear the way. What's the way? Your heart. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, heart and that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the grave you shall be saved the command was love the Lord your God with all your heart you see the way to get through Jesus is through your heart you need to clear the way tell you you need to clear the way 
That means you need to get out that envy. You need to remove that jealousy. You need to remove that pride. You need to remove that ego. You need to remove that self-pity. And so, Lord, I want to clear the way so that the King of glory might able to come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord God Almighty. He is the King of glory. Good God from Zion. I feel good right now. So you see, when you clear the way, you're letting Jesus come in. Jesus tells us in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door knocking, seeking who will let me in. Will you clear the way? Will you open up your heart? Say, God, I welcome you in because when he comes in, he'll bring forth peace. And then also this text talks about John. Uh, Jesus says that uh, John was the second coming of Elijah who prepared the way in the wilderness. Remember, John was out in the wilderness and he was preparing people's hearts to receive the king. He was calling them to repent so that they can receive Jesus. Let me know somebody today. If you're not understanding what I'm saying, I'm saying this, that you can't let Jesus in if you don't first repent. We must acknowledge that we are sinners. We are wretches undone and we are in need of his grace and his mercy That's the good news. Now, you can't save yourself. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so whoever believes in our parents will have. And so when you prepare the way, you're preparing your heart. And and look look what's going to show up here. It says that he will show up. (laughs) He will come, and then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Notice what it's saying here, that once we let him in, we'll see his glory. Now, here's twofold about his glory. First, uh, Moses uh, wanted to see God's face. But Moses did not understand uh, as close he was with God, he couldn't get as close as he wanted to and live. God let him know, man cannot see my face and live. Uh, But man is able to last (laughs) where I've already been. It says that he covered him up in the rocks and passed over him. And he declared, the Lord, your Lord, our God, is full of grace and mercy. And then after that, then he gave him the Ten Commandments for the second time. I said for the second time. Because sin messed them up the first time. But God was gracious enough. Y'all, 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 y'all wish I had one more person to see that. That God was gracious enough to do it again. Because if I, if I was talking to somebody else, if y'all, 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 y'all don't like to repeat yourselves. Let, let somebody ask you, can you give it to me again? God said, I'm going to give it to you again. Oh, glory be to God. I, I could start all over. And wrecked the whole place. But God said, no, I'm going to show you mercy. If I can get one more witness. Good God from Zion to understand. I'm so glad that God does not give up on me on the first time. Not on the second time. Not on the third time. But yet, he keeps on blessing me. Even when I don't deserve it, he keeps on blessing me over and over and over. Matter of fact, the song says, every time I turn around, he keeps Blessing me. Do you you understand that God gives us peace even when we don't deserve peace? Even when we're rebelling against him, yet we can still call out on his name. 
and say, Jesus. And so here it is that God says, I, I want you to make a way for me because I want to bring peace to you. I want, I want you to make it straight, make it clear so I can come in because I want to make, it, make you to understand who I am. Do you understand that God makes salvation attainable because he's provided it? No, you, you don't have to do anything to attain it. All you got to do to receive is already coming. It's already coming. Y'all see that text? It's already coming. It's telling you to make it ready. Uh, you understand? It's already coming. Let me help somebody out today. When you believe that somebody with a red suit is going to come down the chimney, you prepare the way. You say, he needs a signpost. Let me put up a tree. <laughs> Let me decorate it up. Let me put some milk and some cookies out so you can prepare it. Let me help you out, somebody. See, and that's why James Brown trying to help some people out. Tell them Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Hello, somebody. Uh, they don't know that. They don't got no chimneys, but Santa Claus might make a detour and go straight to the ghetto. I'm trying to encourage somebody to understand that if you can believe that that man can make a way. Can I talk about the one that can make a way out of no way? The one that can call out things that do not exist and make them to become. To understand that God can say it and it can come. So you might not have peace in your life. I want you to know that peace is available. All you got to do is just prepare the way. Peace is on the way. Don't get upset that peace is down the street. You ought to be happy it's on your block. And say maybe it might be coming down this way and you might start praying come by here my lord come by here somebody needs the lord come by here so you see how when you prepare the way for peace you can see god's glory and 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 how you see god's glory is how you see how he changed you from the inside out Others might not know what's going on, but you can say, I've seen the glory of the Lord. <laughs> He's changed my life. Uh, that, that, that's, that's why we celebrate that Jesus showed up, showed up. Because when Emmanuel came, God is with us, came. He walked with us. He talked with us. He showed us the way. He said, I am the way. Don't look to anybody else. Uh, I came here to show you the way. So we need to clear the way. Do you understand that when they talked about the Christians in Acts, before they were called Christians, they said they were followers of the way. They were followers of the way. The way, a specific way, not another way, but the way. The, you know, is a definite article, meaning that it's this one, it's this particular one. And the way was referring to Jesus. Prepare the way. Let Jesus into your heart. Let him in. And this is why you ought to let him in, because it says, a voice says, shout, I ask. What should I shout? Shout that the people are like grass. Their beauty fades and are quickly as the flowers in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord, and so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever you see that right there to them in near ancient eastern understanding they understand that's something powerful there because they understood that all man was mortal but only the gods had immortality and so when something says to stand forever or in perpetuity it means that it has no end so when a king would make a law it was basically into perpetuity means that it could not be changed 
Hey, if, y- if y'all don't remember, let me go you back in the Bible. Remember when the king had a p- to consign Daniel to the lion's den? It was a perpetuity. He could not change what has been decreed. And so he had to put his best man in the lion's den. But since he survived, he said, you can get out. <laughs> and the bad people can get in, can help somebody. <laughs> Do you understand that if the king says so, it has to be done. God said comfort is coming. That means it is coming. It is not going to be stopped. It will not be halted. It will not be a detour. It's going to show up like the time God said. So God said it's going to be at 7 o'clock. I guarantee you better be ready by 659. (laughs) Because as soon as that minute hits 7 o'clock, that's the time God's going to show up. If God said it's going to be at midnight, you ought to shout at 1130 and say, my help is on the way. We ought to get excited knowing if God says so. It's going to come. And so that's why, that's why it says there, it says that his word will stand. It will be there forever. The world will pass away. People will pass away. But his word. So, oh, Zion. Hey, 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 hey. I, I see the Bible is talking to us right there. See that? Oh, Zion. Messengers of God. I just made it plural for us because we, we Zionites. We all together. We ought to be messengers of good news. Shout from the mountaintops. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Y'all somebody can help me preach and tell them, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm, which is emphasizing that he has all power. He is strong and mighty. See, he brings his rewards with him as he comes. This is also letting you know that he's a conquering king. He's not coming empty-handed, but he's coming with rewards because he's got victory. I've got one more person I could just say, amen. Uh, my God is victorious. Uh, he will feed uh, his flock like a shepherd. Yes, somebody would be shouting right now. He will carry the lambs in his his arms. I heard you. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, holding him close to his heart just to be close uh, to my Jesus. Uh, he will gently lead the mother sheep uh, with their young. Do you understand that when he shows up, uh, he's going to restore us and he's going to lead us to where he wants us? Do you, do you understand here how it shifted that it let you know who God is? He's a conquering king. I'm going to encourage us that when they, when they talk about a shepherd, they recognize that as a shepherd king. And so if the shepherd is the king, then the people are the sheep. And notice how the shepherd takes care of his sheep. It says he moves at the pace so that they can follow. Y'all, y'all follow that? I want you to grab it. He broke it down. He says that. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms. Uh, they, they can't keep up. That, that we're not going to leave them. We're we going to pick them up. We're going we to carry them. We're going to get them. We're going to get there together. And, and, and notice how when he picks them up, he says, holding them close to his heart. You know, there's something special when the baby lays on your chest and hears your heartbeat. To hear that rhythm, to hear that, because they heard that all their time and why they were in the belly. And so the reminds are, I'm back home. And so here it is, the shepherd's carrying the sheep saying, baby, I got you. 
everything is going to be all right. Anybody ever been with a mama holding you? Mama don't hold you quiet. Mama talk to you when she holds you, right? She be whispering sweet nothings into your ear saying, oh, baby, you know how mama loves you. You know how mama cares. And then mama start praying over you saying, oh, Jesus, bless my baby. Keep them healthy. Am I talking to somebody here? You've been blessed and covered. I want you to know that God got the same situation that he has blessed us to come under his covering. And he will gently lead the mother sheep with their young, because you know the mother sheep are the most fragile. Because at any time, as they before they may give birth, they may fall out and die, and then both the mother and the ewes will die. So therefore, they gotta move slow. And Cassis, Cassis, they gotta rest when they need to rest. See, this is why we have peace, because God knows when you need rest. He knows when you need to be carried. He knows when you need to move. And he'll get you there the best way he can. I want to encourage you to know that when God gives us peace, he gives us peace so that we can know who he is. And he can lead us to where he wants us to be. Because where he wants us to be is where he is. Y'all follow that? Because God wants us to be with him. If he did not want to be with us, he would not have came the first time. I only got a few people. I could have ended the message. Y'all, 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 we, talk, we celebrating Advent. His arrival. If he didn't want to be with us, he wouldn't have showed up the first time. Let alone come back. I, I've been to some people's houses and they let me know, don't come back again. I said, all right, all right, I won't come back. But yeah, God said, I'm coming back. And he says, I prepared a place for you. Because the place I have for you is better than what you got right here. I, I know many of us think we got a good house <laughs> And we got a nice job and we got some nice things that we know we just can't live without. But I want to encourage you to understand that your days are numbered. You're not going to make it forever. But God said that if you confess and believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you shall have everlasting life. And how do you know God's word to be true? I'm glad you asked that question this morning. My Bible just told me that if God spoke it, it's going to stand forever. And so since he said this some 2,000 years ago, it still stands. And even before he said it, it stood then because when he created the heavens and the earth, he already mapped out our salvation that Jesus will step down some 42 generations to be born in a manger. Good God from Zion, that he might take his life all the way to the cross. Why did he go to the cross? Y'all ask some good questions today. Let me tell you the good news. He went to the cross because we couldn't save ourselves. Ox blood that wouldn't do it. Turtle dove blood that wouldn't do it. A lamb's blood that wouldn't do it. But only the only, the only, the only lamb of God that was born, hallelujah, of the Virgin Mary had to be crucified and die on the cross for our sins. But yet, why did he die? He had to die so that death could be defeated. Because early, I said early, Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And so what does that mean? That means now we got peace. Why do we have peace? Because death, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? For the sin, for the death of of the sin is a sting of death. I'm so glad that God has defeated death. 
And that's why we got peace. Because we're not scared of death no more. De- de- death wants to enter its ranks and try to get us. But yet, when we know I got a place over in glory, I, 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 can, I can say, soon and very soon. <laughs> I'm going to go on to see the king. Am I talking to somebody here? Or, 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 or maybe you like to go back a little bit and say, it won't be long. <laughs> and you can let her know that I'll be gone. <laughs> Up in heaven, I can scream and shout when nobody can. Come on, kick me out. Forever, hello, and never goodbye. And so that's why we got peace to know that as dark as these days are now, hope and peace is coming. And it's coming again. It already showed up once. Oh, glory be to God. And when it comes again, we will know the totality of peace. No more war. No more pain. No more suffering. So Zion Messenger of good news, shout from the mountaintops. Y'all know what the good news is, right? The good news is the gospel. Gospel means good news. The good news is that salvation is here. You don't have to wait no longer. All who call on the name of the Lord shall. I want to help you out and let you know that's a guarantee. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for the guarantee of peace. We thank you that you have set us right. It was your grace and your mercy, not us ourselves. And so, Father, our desire is that we want to walk in obedience according to your will. And that we can share with others this great peace, this great joy we have through you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and say, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. We want to open up the, uh, the altar for disciples. There might be someone here that wants to come to Jesus to know the peace. Wants to know that he's here. He's present. Will you just make the way and let him come in? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now, just now, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, just now, he will say.